0: You've heard the expression, you are what you eat. And that's true because the more lean in your diet, the more lean your profile will be. And let me say, the less lean in what you eat, the less lean your profile will be. And it's the same as true of your thoughts. The less true your thinking, the less true your life will be. The more true your thinking, the more true your life will be. And we can certainly see the brevity of that in this family sitting around the dinner table. Watch this. How was work? Nothing unusual. Email was down again. And uh, Bill called me into his office again. What's wrong? Nothing really. He just thinks he can come down and fit in with these blue collar guys. You know, he's white collar. Or you've done something wrong again. And you're getting in trouble. And you'll get demoted. Then you'll stop shaving. There goes my vacation. Maybe leaving it even get fired. And then you'll do that lazy thing and I'll have to go back to work. And there goes the house. We had plans for this house. We'll be living out of our car or out of the street, and eventually we'll be forced to move in with your mother. How was your day, Kim? Well, Dana's having a party Friday night, and I thought I could go. But before you freak out, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I mean, y'all guys know this. You're a great kid, but there's no stopping the peer pressure. It just takes one sip and you're hooked. And then there's the smoking and piercings and the tattoos and the boys. Even good boys don't have good intentions, never mind the bad boys. Oh, and you'll go straight for one of the bad boys and they'll introduce you to all the bad things and you'll get pregnant and drop out of school and we'll never see you again. And we'll be stuck with your kid. What about you, Mom? I've been considering taking up string art. No. Dez has been doing some really wonderful things with it. You can do anything with string. Did you know you can make refrigerator magnets? Everyone knows string art is a gateway craft. You'll start knitting and making me hats and scarves and sweaters and making me wear those sweaters. And you'll stop dyeing your hair and get those grandma glasses. And you'll want a cat, which will kill my allergies and probably lead to more cats. To make things and bring it to my class and embarrass me in front of all of my friends is this a cat hair well as the tagline in the video said less truth in your thinking leads to less truth in your living as we saw with the wife thinking that her husband was going to be fired and as we saw with the father thinking his daughter was going to get pregnant as we saw with the daughter thinking her mom was going to slide into old age, wanting to knit and hoard cats. And none of those things, however, led to any actual truth in their living at all. And that's why I want to share with you this verse from Romans 12, 2 in the New Living Translation, which tells us this. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, we're more familiar with the NIV's version of this which calls this the renewing of your mind but the way you renew your mind is actually by changing the way that you think and the reason i share this with you is because god is so much more interested much much more interested in changing your mind than he is in changing your circumstances and we all want god to change our circumstances don't we? i mean we all want god to take away all our problems and all of our pain all of our suffering all of our sickness, all of our sorrow, and all of our sadness. And God says, yeah, yeah, I know that's important, but what's more important is what's happening inside you. God says, I'm more interested in changing your mind before changing your circumstances because nothing ever happens in our lives. No transformation ever takes place and no real changes ever take place until our thoughts change. And God said, it's so important that you and I, that we learn to manage our minds and that we learn to manage our thoughts. And so there's three reasons for that. And the first is that my thoughts control my life. If I don't think it, I don't do it. And that's both good and bad. If it's a good thought that I'm going to do good things, and if it's a bad thought, I may well end up doing bad things. But my thoughts, you see, they control my life. Proverbs 4.23, today's English version, says this. It says, be careful how you think. And why do you think that's true? It's because your life is shaped by your thoughts. The Bible says the power of your thoughts have a tremendous ability to shape your life for either good or for bad. And if you accepted a thought, say when you were growing up, and someone said something that was derogatory to you, like you're worthless or you don't matter or you're ugly or you're uncoordinated, if you accepted that, whether it was right or wrong, it shaped your life. And it doesn't even have to be true. If you believe it, then it's going to shape your life. So be transformed by changing the way you think. Because my thoughts control my life, both good and bad. And secondly, I need to manage my mind because my mind is a battleground for sin. It's where I win or lose the battle, because all temptation begins in the mind. We think sometimes temptation is out there somewhere, something external to us, something we see and we say, oh, that's tempting to me. But it wouldn't tempt you if there wasn't some related desire inside you. You see, all temptation happens in you. It's in your mind, it's between your ears, and as a result, sin happens in your mind between your ears we talk about all sorts of sins like pride or lust or bitterness or hatred or envy or resentment or worry and what about those things well frankly all those things are in your mind thus my friends god's saying to us if you can learn to manage your mind you've learned to manage your life if you've learned to manage your mind you've learned to manage your life but this is where the battleground is in fact the apostle paul tells us in the seventh chapter of romans very articulately how we've all felt in this battle that pulls us in different directions in our lives. Romans seven twenty two and 23 in the Living Bible says, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned. But there is something else deep within me that is at war with my mind and wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Can't we all identify with that? Notice the word war, fight and slave. What's he saying? He said, there's a battle in your brain. And it's one of the reasons that I can get, and you can get mentally fatigued, because this battle in our brain is going on all the time, 24 hours a day. Sometimes you're conscious of the battle. Sometimes you're unconscious of it. But it's going on all the time. And the reason that this battle is going on in your brain, the reason it's so debilitating is because it's also so intense. The reason that it's so intense It's because your brain and your mind is your greatest of all assets. And Satan wants to control that. And the world wants to control that. And thus there's a battle going on for the way you think. And why is that? Because whatever it is that gets your attention, gets you. Whatever it is that gets your attention, gets you. So my thoughts control my life. Because my mind is a battleground for sin and temptation, I also need to manage my mind because my mind is the key to peace and happiness. Because an unmanaged mind leads to tension, managed mind leads to tranquility. An unmanaged mind leads to pressure, a managed mind leads to peace. An unmanaged mind leads to conflict and chaos, managed mind leads to confidence. An unmanaged mind leads to stress, while a managed mind leads to strength and security and serenity. The Bible says it like this in Romans 8, 6 in the New Living Translation. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. And what is death? It's the opposite of life. You're not really living. But notice what else it says. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to peace in life. A lot of people don't realize this, that you can control your thoughts. They think, well, my thoughts are just uncontrollable. No, you think they're uncontrollable, but you can control your thoughts. In fact, nobody else can. Satan, he'd like to control your thoughts. He can't do it. Only you can control your thoughts. So if you're having bad thoughts or scary thoughts or guilty thoughts, maybe lonely thoughts or depressed thoughts or disturbing or discouraging thoughts, don't say, God changed my thoughts because God's going to say, it's your mind. You do it. It's just like TV channels. When you have a remote control in your hand, you can change the channels. And your mind has a channel changer too. And you can click on it anytime. That means you don't have to be thinking about what you're thinking about right now. There's no one holding a gun to your head. You can do it, you can make that change. Thus, your thoughts are really highly controllable. So, If I want to have a healthy mind, and I want to break free of all those bad patterns in my thinking, I do that by making some choices. And the Bible says there are three choices for a healthy mind. I have to feed my mind, I have to free my mind, and I have to focus my mind. These are all choices that you have to make. You don't make them just once or twice in your life, but you make them in a moment-by-moment basis. The Bible says, if I want to have a healthy mind, I must feed my mind with truth. I must feed my mind not with poison, not with junk, but with truth. And Jesus says, you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, in England, there's a group you probably never, ever heard of. It's called the Oxford Analytica. And so, very early, every morning, the best minds in the world get together at about 430 And they gather to receive reports from all around the world of things that have happened in the last 24 hours. And then they discuss this and they decide what it means and they consult with other experts related to some of these subjects around the world. And by 11 o'clock each day, they send out their reports. And these reports go to places like RCIA, to world leaders, to major corporations, and they all pay a fortune for these reports. Now, Oxford Analytica is founded on this principle that the best leaders make the best decisions with the best information. And so if you're a good leader and you don't have the best information, then guess what? You're setting yourself up to potentially make some bad decisions. So you have to have the best information to make the best choices. It's exactly the same thing with us. You need the best information to live the best life that God wants you to live. And that information is right here in the word of God. It's called truth. And the Bible says in Matthew 4, 4 in the New Living Translation that people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word from God. It's called truth. The Bible is our soul's food. It's our owner manual for life. And so when should I feed my mind with truth? The answer is all the time, all throughout the day. You've probably heard it say, the best way to eat physically is what? Just eat a little bit every couple of hours, you know, kind of nibble your way through the day on healthy things. Well, the same is true with truth. If you're constantly thinking about truth, it's going to renew your mind. Let me give you a couple of examples of this from King David. First is in Psalms one nineteen forty seven, where David said, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help. That's prayer. And I put my hope in your words. That's Bible study. Notice the word hope for. He says, I look for Hope in your word. And David starts every one of his days with hope. Are you starting your days with hope? Or are you starting your days with despair, with discouragement, with dread? David also said in Psalm sixteen seven in the contemporary English version, Even in the darkest of night, your teachings still fill my mind. All around the clock, you see, David is thinking about God. As a result, David is a man after God's own heart. So I must feed my mind daily with your truth. Secondly, I must free my mind from those negative and those destructive thoughts. You see, your mind needs to be liberated and your mind needs to be delivered. Your mind needs to be released. And so I must free my mind from negative and destructive thoughts because you are a prisoner of your own thoughts and you are a prisoner of the things that you have accepted about yourself that aren't true whether it came from someone else or whether you thought them up yourself. But if you've accepted whatever that is as truth, it's real for you and you see yourself in that way. And so you need to free your mind from destructive thoughts. I know it isn't easy because there are a couple of things that want to keep your mind focused on negative and destructive things and try to keep you from all the good intentions that you actually have. And one of these is your old nature. Paul says in Romans 7, 23, in the International Study Bible, But I see in my body a different principle waging war with the law in my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin that exists in my body. Notice the war language here, which brings me to the question, do you ever find yourself doing some things that you really don't want to do? That's exactly what Paul is talking about here. And also, do you ever engage in negative or destructive behavior? I know this isn't good for me, but, well, you know. So what's going on here? That's the battle in your brain. We all have the best intentions, all of us, in our new nature, but the battle in your brain is with your old nature, and it's the source of bad habits and old destructive and negative thinking. Romans 8, 5 in the New Living Translation says this, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit Think about things that please the spirit. Notice it's all about your brain. It's all about how you think. Now, the first thing that battles in your brain, moving you to negative and destructive thinking, let me say, is your old nature. And here's the second thing that battles in your brain. It's Satan. He wants to control your mind, but he can't. So what he does is he sends these little thoughts, these ideas into your mind. But let me be very, very clear. Satan can never force you to do anything. If you're a Christian with the Holy Spirit Satan can never force you to do a single thing. He can make suggestions, and those suggestions, let me say, can be very, very powerful. And he's constantly, continually planning these negative and destructive thoughts in your mind. And he'll use other people. He'll use television. Or he may simply toss a random thought in your mind. You've been praying, and the weirdest thought while you're praying comes into your mind. You wonder, where in the world did that come from? Well, it was the devil who just dropped a little bomb into your brain. In fact, Martin Luther King once said, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. In other words, you can duck and you can move and you don't have to accept a thought. One of the most important things in life is this. Don't believe everything you think. Let me repeat that. Don't believe everything you think. That's one of the most liberating thoughts that you'll ever get. Because for some reason, our first inclination is, if I think something, it must be true. But the fact is that we all think lots of stuff that's not true. Because if you get a thought from your old sin nature, or you get a a thought from Satan and it's not true, then it isn't true. You don't have to believe everything you think is true. It may be stuff you think about yourself. It may be stuff you think about God. It may be stuff you think about others. It may be stuff you think about your circumstances. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. In fact, the moment you wake up, this is what happens. Satan starts dropping these little seeds, these little bombs on you like, you're not going to have a good day. In fact, life could be really bad today. Why am I even trying? Nothing ever is going to change. You see, Satan's already giving you all these different reasons for you to give up. You haven't even started your day yet. Sometimes he'll go ahead and say, get angry, get even, get mad, get sad, get discouraged. He's constantly dropping thoughts. These little thoughts are called temptation. God gives us thoughts too. We call them inspiration. Now, 2 Corinthians 2.11 in the Living Bible says, A further reason for forgiveness is to keep from being outsmarted by Satan. Thus, when I'm unforgiving, I'm falling into Satan's trap. It says we know what he is trying to do. And what's he trying to do? Well, Satan's trying to keep you in bitterness. He's wanting to keep you in bondage. He's wanting to keep you in resentment. But Paul is saying, hey, we're wise to this guy. And so the battle is... For these traps, he's giving you these same traps over and over again in your life. So in the battle of your brain, feed your mind constantly on truth, God's truth. And free your mind from negative and destructive thinking. And thirdly, focus your mind on the right things, good and positive and healthy things. And here are three of those right things to focus on. Think about Jesus. You know, we've talked about you are what you think. And you become what you think about most. So if you think about Jesus, guess who you'll become like? Jesus. Second Timothy 2.8 and the Contemporary English Version says, Keep your mind on Jesus Christ. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 12.3 in the New Living Translation says this, Think of all the hostility that Jesus endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. And I really love the way the message phrase puts Hebrews 12, 3. It says, when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility that Jesus paled through. And that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. You see, when you're feeling weak, don't give up. Get a shot of that spiritual adrenaline, that spiritual strength injected right into your soul so focus on the right things. Think about Jesus. And secondly, think about others. Philippians 2, 4 in the Living Bible says, don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too, in what they are doing. You realize how countercultural that is? Most things in the world teach you to think about yourself. Many times you've heard this. Well, I have to do what's best for me. I'm looking out for number one. And there are lots of these kinds of things which say it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. Now, Rick Warren, when he wrote his book, The Purpose Driven Life, the very first sentence in it is very countercultural because it says it's not about you. So the thing we need to do is to give our lives away. When we do that, you'll understand what it is to really live. Hebrews ten twenty four in the New Century Version says this. Let us think about each other and help each other to show love and do good deeds. In other words, focus on the right things. So think about Jesus, think about others, and also think about eternity. You know, there is so much more to life than the here and now. The problem is we're also short-term thinking. We only think about what's happening in our lives right now. And In fact, Colossians 3, 2 in the Living Bible says, Let heaven fill your thoughts. Don't spend your time worrying about things down here. Have you ever heard the expression, He's so heavenly minded that he's no earthly good. It's not true because only those who are heavenly minded end up doing the most heavenly good here on earth. Most earthly minded people don't get the most done on earth. It's the heavenly minded people who get the most done for good. And sometimes we ourselves can be so earthly minded that we're no heavenly good. That's because it's so easy to think about things like budgets and baseball our pastimes our bills first corinthians 2 9 in the new living translation says no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what god has prepared for those who love him think about that and when you do nitpicky problems in our lives can seem so inferior to the joy and the pleasure the enjoyment that we have to look forward to in eternity I need to feed my mind on truth every day. I need to free my mind from all those destructive and negative thoughts. And then I can focus on the right things. Jesus, others, eternity. And when I'm focused on the right things, I don't have the time to focus on the wrong things. It's just like when I'm watching a TV show I don't like. I just change the channel. The same thing is true with your mind. Change your thoughts. And when you change your thoughts, what you end up doing is change your way of thinking. And when you change your way of thinking, you can change your life. You can do it because your mind changer is always right there within you. Join me as we pray. Great God, we're so thankful, Father, for your love for us and your word. Help us to understand that we can change the way we think and we can change our way of thinking and that indeed, Father, really changes our life so that we can live the life that you have really created us to live. In Jesus' name we all pray, amen.